Hello, and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh Wilson, facilitator. This week I wanted to start out by giving a shout-out and a thanks to those of you who have given us five-star reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much, Inoue Hain and Hugo Sloth. That means the world to us and helps get the word out there to more new listeners about the show. If you would like to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, your name too could be read at the top of the show. So keep that in mind. We would be eternally grateful. With that being said, let's get right in to the blame game. Episode 2. I'm Chanel and I'm playing Cleo. I'm Joe and I'm playing Lions. I'm John and I am playing Local. Last time on Arms of the Tide, Lions, Cleo, and Local 134 received word about a meeting that was taking place between the Scrapped and Advanced Placements, two groups in the city of Ao who harbor anti-robotic sentiments. At the behest of their senior in the Arms of the Tide, Wari, the crew set out to investigate. Now, as Local 134 looks over the site of the meeting from a distant rooftop, it appears that Cleo and Lyons have gotten themselves into some trouble as a ladder clatters to the floor. Local, however, finds that there's a more pressing matter to which he must attend. So, John, I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. Perfect. During this operation, you said that you'd be in a nearby building or at a nearby building, sort of keeping an eye on things from a distance. Yes. What kind of building is it? Where are you at in that building? Are you like at a high floor? Are you on the roof? On the roof. All right. So just probably two over from where they are. It's got a good angle on the building and just up there making sure I can see the entrances and exits from where I can look at, look through the window, see where the meeting is happening, all that. Okay, perfect. And since most of this building is still pretty much under construction, most of it is sort of open. There's a low wall around the perimeter of the building like a concrete wall to keep people from coming in and out but for the most part you can see basically clear through the entire floor plan Mm -hmm. and at this point in time you actually see some movement down below and cleo appears to have knocked a ladder over as she and lions are climbing up to the second floor and it's at about this time um does local have a communications device on him is that something that is built in or does he like keep a separate phone he has a basically for most robots there's a different type of communicator than most people have because most need something a little larger because they need the metal to conduct what is being said but because they're made out of it they just have a small little either earpiece or It actually doesn't really matter where you stick it on them. So for him, he's got it just on the top of his head. So when someone calls, just a little antenna pops up out of the top of his head. Nice. Okay, so you are getting a call right now from an unknown number. Local looks around. He's like, what the? Um, yeah, yes. All right. I got two questions for you. And the first one is, did you answer this phone call in video mode or is it voice only? Voice only. Voice only. Okay. And I have some ideas about the direction that I might take this character in, but they are your creation. So I want your input so that I don't override uh, the creative vision that you have. Tell me a little bit about Robert Sirico. So Sirico is sort of your schema of what a slimy businessman is the very like slick back hair expensive suit and always has that seems to be trying to be like business professional but is actually very condescending so they're much more likely to you know mansplain things to people is sort of the way that he works okay I just wanted to make sure that I got this number right. This is uh, local, right? 
one seven four one three four one three four okay but this is this is the one yes yeah hi you probably recognize my voice from the advertisements but this is uh this is robert sirico speaking yes yeah what is it that you need i just wanted to check in on you buddy i know that there's some stuff going on this evening that might be of interest or concern to you and what would that be? Uh, turn around and you might get an idea. Local turns around. And standing on the other side of the roof is Robert Sirico, it would seem. He is wearing an incredibly fashionable suit. And there's a trend right now in AO where the, the body of the suit itself is like charcoal gray. But the arms of the suit are basically like a sheer see-through sort of fabric so that you can see all of the jewelry that he's wearing underneath. He's not wearing a shirt underneath that. So you can see all of the abs that he spends way too much time developing. And then he's wearing some probably inappropriately low riding slacks and then loafers and no socks. Wow. And he, at this point, sort of pinches his ear where there is an earring and the call itself ends. Yeah, local cocks his head to one side, and then the antenna just... Yeah, so I know you got some friends in there going to a meeting. What are you doing here? I know that you've got an interest in the ventures that I've got going on right now. I figured if the news about a meeting were to reach your ears that, well... There's no way that you and your buddies wouldn't show up. Local reaches back onto the roof and the small concrete wall around there, he just grips a hold of and brings up a full concrete brick in his hand. Now, now, friend, (laughs) haven't we had this conversation before? People know where I'm at tonight. They have an idea for who I might be meeting. They know that you and I have a contentious relationship. People aren't going to look kindly on you just assaulting a reputable business owner like this. Think about the children. And Local closes his fist and crushes the concrete brick. Good boy. Now sit down. And he begins strutting over toward the edge of the building. What is it that you want, then? I simply wanted to see you squirm. Anatoly, my vice president of operations, (laughs) they're well aware of who your associates are. You think that they're going to have this meeting completely unawares? So you and I are going to sit here and we're going to stew because for all you know, your friends are going to walk into that room and they're not going to come out alive. Why would they? They're causing too much trouble, not just for advanced placements, for car technologics. They're a right nuisance. Local takes a step towards Sirico and looking down at him. It would be in your best interest if they make it out alive. Okay. How about this? Your friends are going to make it out alive, but we're in control of the information that's being fed to them. Be aware that whatever it is that happens in that room, and he taps his temple a couple times, it was all dreamed up here. (laughs) Maybe some of it's true, maybe some of it's not. That's not really important. What's important is that there's nothing that you can do about it. You know, I hate you. (laughs) Oh, I assure you, the feeling is mutual, but at least there's something that I get out of you. (laughs) Kicks tonight, but we're keeping tabs on you, you know. There's an interesting prospect that you've turned our attention to. A transport unit? I hear that they're going to be in the job market soon. B-73 will have nothing to do with you. Uh, we'll see about that. You know... I think that we're on the verge of a seat change of sorts in AO. There's a something in the wind that I can feel. And he points down toward the building where the meeting is taking place, and you can see Lyons and Cleo entering the meeting space, which is surrounded by these sort of heavy plastic curtains because it's a room under construction. 
And, uh, I'm not sure that you're going to be able to have much of a say, or that B-52 is going to have much of a say in what it does in the future. We will stop you. Stop me? How? I've got you right in the palm of my hand. You can't touch me, and your friends are putty in my hands. I've got two hands, and they're full of you and your friends who are putty. Are you tracking my metaphor, you stupid idiot? Local reaches out and grabs the front of the suit and lifts Sirico up and looks down over the side of the building. I think this might be worth, but no. And he puts him back down and just tears the suit a little bit as he lets go. Mmm. See, here's the thing. You don't get it, do you? You you don't get it. This, and he motions to himself. Do you think that I'm stupid enough to put myself at risk? And he reaches over and he taps a bracelet. And there's sort of a strange, misty effect as a whirl of sand sort of compresses down into what is basically a sort of waddling skeleton made of metal. It is basically a robot which is used as a projection unit. And that blinks out and then the sand dust whips back out and Sirico is there. Look, I'll do you a favor, okay? I've got a feeling that there might be a jam in your near future, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pay it forward. I'm gonna do a little bit of good in the world, you know, help someone who really needs it. And I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take care of that for you, okay? Just gonna pay that one off. And in exchange, you know, the price of admission is you get to sit here and wonder what it is exactly that might be going on in that room. How does that sound? Local turns away from the simulacra that is before him and just stares at the room. I appreciate what you're doing, okay? I appreciate your dedication. It's one of the reasons that you've been such a thorn in our side and one of the reasons that we have to keep such close tabs on you. So (laughs) you're going to watch me or our buddy and... There's a shift in the illusion and, like, the head of the simulacrum pushes out through Sirico's chest. And the head tilts and the eye slits narrow. And there's a different voice that speaks out. Where am I? Your your friend here, this, this buddy, is going to take a long walk right off the roof. Local looks back at him. You... Are despicable. Thank you. Now, did you want to have a conversation? Or did you want to just drink it all in? I would rather hear nothing more from you. And he throws his hands up, shrugs, and just begins leisurely pacing around you. I'm going to need you to stop right where you are. We can't. The ladder has fallen, so we can only move forward. Yeah, sorry. It's just, I'll be darned. Um, also, ladders, not very good because we live in Ao. There are tons of beings with rusted limbs. Do you know how painful it is for some of them to climb ladders? Okay, well, first of all, this is a secure location, and second of all, it's under construction. So it's not up to code yet. This is for access I'll for see. workers only. Mm. And um, Oh, so you only hire able-bodied workers? I'm here to guard the place. I'm not in charge of any hiring decisions. I'm not even on the construction team. I don't know how you got up here. I don't know how you got in here. So you're going to need We're... to explain yourselves, <sighs> or I'm going to have to escort you out to the front. No need, no need. It's actually all just a big old misunderstanding. Uh, misunderstanding. We're actually on the list for the meeting that's actually about to happen. Um, So if you could just continue to let us go, we don't want to be late at all, you know, Anatoly being there and all. The guard twitches toward his sidearm and then pauses a moment. Hmm, you know Anatoly. Well, we're actually meeting her for the first time here. 
Okay, okay. Go ahead and give me a sway roll. If you'd like, you could push yourself for an extra die. Six. So, you rolled a six in what I believe could only be described as a desperate situation. Mm -hmm. So you do it. Okay. So you know Anatoly. I think, I think I see what's happening. You're going to meet with Anatoly. Yeah. All right. So you're with the scrapped. Yeah. All right, cool. Lions raises their left paw, which is metal. Oh, yeah. Okay. Scrapping up. Yeah. Thing looks like hell. Did that hurt? They don't like to talk about it, you know? All right, no, 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 no. Uh, let me let me escort you on through. He shows you the way to the ladder on the other side with his sort of cocksure, swaying walk. And you arrive at another shoddy ladder. And he says, I'll let them know you're on the way. Mind your footing on your way up. Might be difficult. Cleo bows and says, thank you. You're welcome. Be safe now. I gotta go fix the other ladder. Hey, should have been sturdy before we used it. But thanks for all your help. Again, I'm a security guard. I'm not one of the construction people. I don't place the ladders or anything. So, you know, just, you know, stay in your lane. Fine. Stay in your lane. Yeah, you stay in your lane. All right, have a good night. Okay. And Lion starts climbing the ladder. Cleo will follow after her. Well, yeah, because if you don't and I fall, I will perish. So you scramble up the ladder to the third floor, and on the third floor, you notice that there are a lot more guards up here from both the scrapped and from advanced placements, and they seem to be eyeing you kind of warily, but none of them, like, advance or engage. They sort of let you walk through, and there's a dove waiting in front of the last ladder. As you arrive, they have a metal cudgel that they're holding in their hand sort of thrust down onto the floor of the building in front of them, holding a wide stance, almost like someone casually leaning on a baseball bat. How can I help you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you're here for the meeting upstairs. Nice. Thanks. Lions wags their tail expectantly. Okay, yeah, so we're not doing small talk. I get it, I get it, I get it. Uh, yeah, everything should be set up. Just climb the ladder. You guys got a lot of ladders here. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard this one before, but I don't work with a construction crew. I'm hired on security from uh, from an outside source. I don't have anything to do while with While <laughs> while they are talking, she just goes to towards the ladder. She doesn't give her freaks <laughs> about this answer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like lion starts climbing. <laughs> and upstairs you find yet more guards walking around. Many of them actually have their weapons drawn, but sort of held in a position where they're not going to accidentally poke somebody or something. Mm-hmm. And toward the center here, the guards keep motioning you. There's a room that's still under construction. And the only way that you can really tell that it's a room, aside from the concrete framework that they're building, is there are like these plastic sheets that are strung up over the sides of every corner of the room. And then there are guards positioned at each of those walls. And one of those walls in particular has a slit in it so that you can enter and exit. And the M guy at the door motions you in and inside you see cheney so joe said what does cheney look like cheney is a 40 to 50 something year old lightly balding human that never grew out of frat boyhood well if it isn't lions and cleo it's good to see you here company is going to be here shortly you should know that and he sort of tugs at the rope string necklace around his neck. Cool necklace. Thanks. I, uh... Make it yourself? Actually, I did. I was, you know, getting really into some of the traditional craftswork stuff that they do out there in the wilds, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I bet that I could do that, and being so far away from my home out in Ostal, I was like, you know, it's time to be a new me, be a new man, see what I can do with the skills that I have, and what do you know is the only thing that I never take off. Lions just gives us single nod that is like very slow and almost mechanical oh, so you like it do you lions it is an interesting use of your very interesting skill set <laughs> yeah uh maybe you should uh, take up a business selling them 
Oh man, you know, if I wasn't doing so much work with the scrap here these days, I might think about that. Maybe next time I, I leave town, set up in a new place, I can that sort of thing. Could going, be you the scrap official jewelry. Hmm, you know, I hadn't thought about that. That I might have to go back to Tonai with that one and maybe maybe we can have a little chat. You know, get some street presence. That brand recognition is real important these days, you know? Why don't you start getting the kids wearing it? It's all downhill from there. Speaking of brands, and the cloth opens, and a tall and slender humanoid M. Guy enters the room. This is Anatoly Favali. They have uh, an eye that is cybernetic, that is enmeshed in their head and their neck, along with the rest of their foliage, in a way that makes it look simultaneously unified, but also starkly contrasted to the rich purples underneath the sort of cold steel of their eye. They are wearing a slim jacket and a deep v-neck shirt tucked into pants with a Pretty big, chunky belt and pants that are dark and of a very skinny cut tucked into some sort of sloppy ankle boots. And they survey the room. They motion to the other side of the small wooden table that you're sitting at and take a seat. I suppose this is where I'm supposed to be sat, is it not? Only if that's your brand. Anatoly Favali, Advanced Placements. Nice to meet ya, Cleo. And she puts her hand forward. And they put forward their hand and give you a vigorous shake. Just got hands like vice grips doing that business move power play. So thanks for having us here. Uh, I know it was very last minute, but boy, are we enthusiastic. Oh, well, the rest of you not going to introduce yourselves. This is my best friend and acquaintance. Well, I guess that's kind of contradictory, but this is Lions. Hello, Lions. Anatoly. Nice to meet you, Anatoly. And they hold out their hand. Lions holds out their metallic paw and shakes. Suffice it to say, I'm acquainted with Cheney. Yeah, we've spoken a couple of times. <laughs> so, sorry about that last-minute change-up, like Cleo was saying. Just things took off the way that they took off, and what do you know? It's a meeting of three instead of just a one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, I would have appreciated a little bit more forewarning, however... As this is a simple exchange of ideas, I suppose that there's no harm in having some additional people by. Yeah. Assuming that. And their eyes seem to narrow as they assess the three of you. Security is tight. I mean, yeah, I had an issue getting in, but it's fine. I just didn't think it was going to be uh, too much of a problem us being here last minute. Just because, you know, we're just sitting in on ideas. Just a couple of folks... Shooting the breeze with some. Uh, excuse big me. Bags. I know that you are an associate mm. of of Cheney's over there, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure where you're from. Yeah, but this isn't some casual jam sesh. Mm. This is an orchestrated exchange of information mm -hmm. that took a fair amount of planning. Yeah. So you know, perhaps things aren't all good. Okay. Sorry, didn't get the vibe that they weren't. But you know, just, just, you know, do your thing. All right. You know, maybe you can have your little jam session, talk about the ideas that we've exchanged here once I'm gone. But time is scrip, and uh, the clock is scripping away. Now that was a joke. <laughs> All right, very good. Now we can start the meeting. Lions just stares wide-eyed at Cleo. All right. You know, you called us here and uh, said you had something to exchange, and I don't appreciate the way that you're treating a vague acquaintance and an incredibly close companion of mine. Lions so, just takes like a half scooch closer to Cleo. If you don't mind getting the reins on your maned tortoise, they will be free to speak as they please. Of course, forgive my impertinence. I simply wished to inform you that there have been some developments. You're aware, I assume, of the close relationship between advanced placements and car technologics. I'm kind of new to town, but word gets around even to little old Cheney. Well, did you know that a number of months ago, Car Technologics was subject to a massive breach of their core database? I didn't know anything about that. What about the two of you? Lions shakes their head. That uh, definitely sounds like something that would have made the news. No, I had no idea. That's, that's good for us, though, right? <laughs> well, in this circumstance, normally, you see, when there's a breach of data... 
and Core Technologics. They investigate the source of the breach, and upon examining who the source of the breach was, they take appropriate action. It just so happens, and whether or not this is true, there happens to be someone in a cluster of individuals suspected of orchestrating this data breach. A robot by the name of Triscard. And here's the thing that I'm sure that you and your associates within the Scrapped will find interesting if the cogs in your heads aren't turning. You know, I figure I'll preempt the jam sesh to put the pieces together here. The breach of data that occurred. It cost a lot of man hours, it cost a lot of jobs, it cost a lot of work to be squandered. If it were to be proven, or if it were to be accepted in the court of public opinion, that a robot was responsible for this breach, you know, perhaps it could be considered evidence, again in this court of public opinion, that robots should not be afforded positions of such important station. Oh, I see what you're saying. Get him kicked out, get other people in there, in those positions, and um, I'm aware of what y'all do over at Advanced Placements. So, they're going to be looking for work, right? I suppose that if they were displaced, they would need to find other employment, and Advanced Placements would be happy to fill that need of theirs. That sure is awfully kind of you. (laughs) You'll find that there's very little kind about me. It is simply a consideration for business. So, speaking of business, I'm curious to see how the three of you, if we're going to be opening a dialogue in the way that Cheney here seems so excited about, would feel about the prospect of disseminating a rumor about Triscard and her role in this data breach and subsequently making a large stink. You know, see if you can sway some public opinion after something like this happened. You know, as far as I'm concerned, that creates a situation where the Scrapped, as a political movement, end up in front of a key issue, which might garner them some popular support from people who might not otherwise support you, people who have been affected by this data breach, and, suffice it to say, displaced robots mean... A little bit more work for advanced placements. We would, of course, be willing to compensate you in an appropriate manner for this service. What do you say? I think that spreading information is the easiest thing and the smartest thing to do. And just for the sake of believing in this movement, it's on the house. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You're going to want to... You don't want to slow your roll there. I am held accountable to tonight for some of the stuff that happens here. And <laughs> if Cheney comes home and Cheney doesn't have any money, well, Cheney's going to be out of there on the streets. What? Cheney, you can take the money for your share, your half of what you do, but I feel like this is just the best I can do for this situation. I shouldn't. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine, then. Yes. I just wanted to make sure you weren't speaking for all no, of us. I'm good. sure Lions... you got stuff to sell. You're good. Li- I'm sure Lions is going to want a, you know, a pretty pretty beefy cut of this thing, huh? I'm actually going to do it for the community. All right. Well... A good cause has no price you can put on it. All right. I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to say I'm gonna say this. Cheney doesn't want to sleep in the streets. Cheney needs that money. <laughs> no. Hey, some people are fortunate enough to live at home still. And she points her thumb towards her. I don't got to pay rent. I just worry about me, myself, and I. So the lot of you are amenable then. That is exciting to hear. I'm sure that you can pass this information along to Tonai and get something going. You know, start getting the word spread around. Unfortunately, we're not quite sure what exactly or where exactly this Triscard figure is. We've started trying to do some digging around and it turns out that she has carved herself quite an interesting little hole in the datascape. Looking around everywhere, she's very, very difficult to track down. Sure, she's got a chained-in profile, but who doesn't? And it says that she works with Car Technologics. Certainly, she seems to. But any other presence on the internet seems lacking. So, as far as I know, we're just going to have to spread that information around and hope that we can accelerate the internal processes at Car, unless you have some sort of line in on her, but I don't see why you would. If I knew who they were, I think this would make this job a lot easier. However, I don't, so I will have to apologize. Not somewhere I can help out, unless I get some information. You know. Yeah, like I said, there was very, very little that we were able to procure. But if you were interested, we do have a 
an image, you know, a, a picture from that chained in profile, and they drop a metallic disc onto the table. It spins up and projects an image of Triscod, the robot who helped get Cleo and Local into that car technologics facility where they stole all the data. I'm afraid that aside from this, we're rather low on data, but like I said, we're simply looking to sway the tides of popular opinion, not prove something in a court of law. Right. Well, I mean, now that we've seen a face, it's pretty distinct. We could keep our eyes out and even better, keep an ear to the ground and start spreading some some words. Spreading some words is good. Yeah. (laughs) You know, one thing they say about Cheney is that Cheney's got a magic tongue. Lion scoots the slightest bit closer to Cleo. You know, I I, I can sing a, a pretty little song or two and get people dancing along to my beat. And Cleo looks at Chaney whenever he says beat and just mimics a little bongo in front of her and then just puts her hands in her lap. And then Chaney looks to Lions and gives like a nod and a wink. Wednesday. Yep. Well then, I suppose you'll be making contact with me once you've finished the job. Here is an advance on your payment from Advance Placement. And she takes out three of the small rectangular chits that Scrip are recorded on and looks at them and pulls one out and holds it to Cheney, who pretty quickly grabs it and shoves it in a chest pocket on the pocketed V-neck t-shirt he's wearing. And then they fake a motion toward the two of you. And then pulls them back. (laughs) Pro bono work. Never turn something like that down. Keeps the coffers tight. Huh. I don't think that's how that expression goes. But it keeps them full. Which probably is better than tight coffers. What even is a coffer? (laughs) Who knows? Not me, certainly. Anyway, I believe that we are done here. That was a bit of a joke, also, by the way. (laughs) Which means that we have officially concluded business, and I will see you when you have finished. Yes. Thank you for your time. They saunter out of the room. All right. <laughs> that went pretty well. Yeah, I'd say that went pretty pretty well. You guys really in on this? Y'all wanted to sit in on this meeting. You're really, like, down for this? Yeah, I don't know what's too hard about paying it forward and just spreading a little hearsay around the neighborhoods. It's the least we could do. Cheney, when am I ever not down for a great time? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, Lions. You're legendary. An absolute beast. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. We should probably get out of here in a different way that we came in. All right. That's sort of, sort of a weird thing for you to say, but well, I did tell you that, you know, if you could make yeah, it in here, yeah. that you were good to go to the meeting, and I'm sure that you <laughs> you made your dang way in here. It wasn't easy. Yeah, you made your motherfucking way in here, It wasn't fucking easy, so we should just, you know, go the way that you came in. Um, all right, if you don't mind ladders. Yeah, <sighs> it's just fine. Cheney leads you back toward the entrance in more or less the same way that you went, but takes a diversion on the second floor toward another side of the building and walks down the ladder there. And as you uh, approach the door, there's a couple of guards. It's actually a mix of guards from the scrapped and from advanced placements. And they assess the three of you as you come walking over and they motion toward Cheney. The scrap does. And they whisper something in his ear while the people from advanced placements put out their hands and tell you to stop where you are. And then they usher Cheney through the door and it closes. So the guards are two humans, a Dov and an M-Guy, and one of the humans from Advanced Placements steps forward. And actually looking at these guards, you recognize that one of them is the guard who you incapacitated earlier. So I don't know if you are familiar with this idea, but we know that you weren't supposed to be here. If we weren't supposed to be here, how did we end up walking out fine with all that security upstairs? Well, I don't know. Well, maybe why we don't were supposed you, to be here. Why don't you ask Bryn why you fried his frickin' ears? I didn't do that, okay, honey? I just walked up, and then he started freaking out, and then I walked inside my little merry way up because I was really supposed to be here, and that's not really good showmanship on your guys' behalf if we're supposed to be doing some field work for y'all. All right, look. No one outside this room hears this, right? No one outside this room hears this. But you're on a list of known associates. 
of someone who advanced placements doesn't look kindly upon. You think we don't have your freaking pictures? Well, seeing as how Cheney is very fond of me, I am sure that you have mine. <laughs> yeah, we got yours from advanced placements, though, not from the scrapped. No offense to you, and he turns to the scrapped guards. Anyway, what do you say? We call it a night here, huh? And reaches for his weapon, as do the other guards. Sure, let's call it a night. If you wanted to scuffle here, maybe you should have told Anatoly not to give us such an important mission. And how are we supposed to do that if you fuck us up? Go ahead and make a sway roll. Why not stress myself out? A five. One of the guards, the other guards, steps forward. So here's the thing. I hear what you're saying, and I think that you've, you know... You've been trusted with an important job from Anatoly, and if Anatoly's giving you that job, you know, it's probably pretty important. But <laughs> here's the thing, Anatoly's the one who gave us your pictures. So, how do you square that circle? I'm just curious. You just put it around it. Okay, that, that, that does make sense. I can see how you might square a circle in that way. <laughs> But what I really mean is we're still going to have to do like a little bit of exchange of something here. What, do you want money? As far as I'm concerned. Maybe you can give us some money. Maybe. We just beat the crap out of you a little bit. What do you mean a little bit? Send a message. To whom? Uh, Mr. Sirico. Who? The guy who owns advanced placements at Dumb Nuts. Well, don't you work for advanced placements? And they gave us your freaking pictures and told you that you're going to get in here and try to mess our stuff up. Okay, and if Anatoly also gave it to you, why would they then give us a job? I think someone Cleo, gave you our pictures. Cleo, so Cleo, what I'm, what and... What I'm trying to do... No, 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 no. Excuse me. I am talking to my associate, Lion says, and they put their pop on Cleo. Cleo, obviously... These people haven't been initiated yet. You remember our initiation. Yes, I remember our How could I forget uh, our initiation? I know. We did so well. We and did. I can't wait for these people to be fired when they fail. So that's fine. You can beat us up. I look forward to seeing you all be fired for it. I'm just, I'm letting you know that I'm trying to square this circle, okay? And so I've been given how. two, I've been given two contradictory things, right? And so I can't like eliminate you because then that might make yeah. Anatoly mad right. but if I beat you up just a little bit and let you go out and do the job that you've been given well, who's I want, who I says I want to do the it. job once I've been beaten up what is your name here Fard yeah my name's Fard <laughs> let me tell my you something my name's Shid Fard you know what here Fard say you do just beat us up a little bit and I don't want to do the fucking job afterwards and I tell Anatoly they call me and they say hey I thought you were going to do that job. I was waiting for it to be done because this is stage one of everything else we got to do if we want to make a fucking change. And then I say, oh, didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like being a part of this organization after Bard fucking beat me up. So uh, why don't you go ask Bard why the scrap don't know shit? Okay, okay. You know what? You know what? You make a good point. So what you're going to do, you're going to get on through here and it's going to be fine. However, just be aware that some of the other people out there might not be appraised. I can try to tell them. Fine, I don't care. I try. So just be aware that people might be gunning for you when yeah. you step out those doors. Bard, just keep spreading the good word, okay? Okay, yeah, and Fard taps their earpiece and starts mumbling into it and motions toward the door. I, I cannot spend anything to fight. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. So here's, like, well, I have the stuff to fight. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So guards are a clock that you need to overcome, and it's got four pieces, and you've knocked one out because you had reduced effect from that exchange because you only got a four or a five. So you haven't actually completely solved the problem of the guards yet, which is what Fard was telling you about other people not being appraised. And when I say that you need to solve the problem with the guards, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to beat them up. It means that they're more likely to be trailing you because they know that you're an associate of locals. Yeah. And since they know you're an associate of locals, they probably want to track him down and do him some harm. Yeah. Or do all of you some harm. So you step outside and the night air is very cool and you can feel eyes on you. 
You don't know where these other guards that Fard mentioned were, but you can feel the way that they are sort of bearing down on you, and you know that they know that you're an associate of locals, and try as he might, these people might have personal vendettas against local for the things that he's done to advance placements, so they probably are going to do everything in their power to track you down, follow you, and sort of take you to the source. The source in this case, being local. So what do you do as you can feel the heat of all of their eyes on you? Cleo, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we need to go to that cafe. I said I could never step paw in again. I mean, I was just going to say that we should get some food, and I think that's a brilliant idea. Cafe means food. I want food. If we're doing food, though, we might as well go to the buckwheat and barley bonanza because everyone will think that I just want The cafe is open after. That's true. It is 24-7. It is 24-7. And this is all set in the echo mm-hmm. stream to not give away. And so then Lyons goes a little loud. Ah, oh, gosh, all that time with Cheney kind of made me miss home. Yeah, I've never been there. You should show me sometime. Hmm. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, you know what? We actually have some Ostali food in town. What is it called? It's uh, something about buckwheat. We buckwheat should go- and barley. How did I never think of that before? Oh, yeah. Have you been? No, I've heard so much about it. But honestly, I just never had anyone to go with. Well, let's go together. Oh, my God. Let's go together. What are you trying to do? <laughs> I mean, announce very publicly where we're going. Yeah. Like, so if they're trailing us, we don't lead them right back to local right away. Yeah. And then we see who does trail us and we can identify who are yeah. we're just gonna tell local local stay back there is trouble we are going to tire them out and then meet maybe at that abandoned warehouse near the coffee shop that we were at before over by copperfield and then do battle with them i guess right so i was just in making that public declaration i was just trying to get a sense for mm-hmm what you're trying to do it sounds like Mm -hmm. at this point it's important that you actually kind of loop local in so that's what i was just going to have that mental conversation right before we like leave hey local really quick we are you obviously heard where we are going the guard fard has made it very clear that they are looking for us and they're going to be trailing us and they don't trust us mainly because of our association with you so it's too close of any kind of proximity. So just meet us at the warehouse whenever you can. We'll meet you there. Just hang out until we get there, but just stay safe and stay low. Go home and feed the cats. Yeah, and, and then we'll meet the you cats. at the warehouse after we eat. Okay, bye. We cut to Talim's Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza, a Ostali food barbecue joint that is in the Crags district or just about. And there is a big neon sign out front of someone in traditional Ostali garb with like a big bucket of noodles dropping them into a pot of soup. And every time it drops them in, you can hear a pre-recorded sound crackle across the shitty parking lot, frankly, saying, Welcome to Talim's Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza! You step inside and you get seated. And it doesn't take long for you to see a couple people saunter in behind you. It's two people and they both look maybe like you had seen them at the site before. If any of you want to go ahead and make a study roll, or actually I lied, a study or survey, either one. I got a five for study. Okay, so you are looking at their information, like you're, you're sort of getting a scope on them. Uh, does lions have any senses that are like more heightened than that of an average human? I don't want to assume that there's like a lupine sense of smell or anything. Lions does have a lupine sense of smell. I am sensitive to several smells, and so I'm gonna put that on lions, and poor baby lions has a <laughs> sensitive sniffer. Lions, you can smell something, and it's actually a little bit overwhelming. It kicks up into your nose and almost gives you a headache. There's almost an aura that it causes. It smells like really strong and really bad, like almost rotten motor oil. And you can see that there's like a slick of rainbowy sheen on the boot of one of these guards who's followed you in and sat at a table across the way. Through the echo stream, I convey that to Cleo. Yeah, I kind of got a whiff of it too, she responds via mental link. Meanwhile, Lyons is chowing down on some purple 
They kind of look like tater tots if tater tots were coated in like leaves. So like grape leaves, but tater tots? No, I was thinking more like if you took the little brown flakes of tater tots and made those teeny tiny little leaves. Okay. So like more like flower petals, I suppose, in terms of size, but with a leafy texture. Like eating small shrubbery. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I'm eating baby bushes. But fried. Yes. All right, fried so baby crunchy. bushes. And I'm just like... Uh, are you going to try to do anything in particular while you're here eating? Cleo is going to actually see if she can make a spectacle of one of the guards just to see if she can slow one of them down for following her or perhaps call attention to that person because obviously they're trying to stay very low key. If she does something like gets the waiter over and tells them that she saw them steal something, you know, that she knows that they have that they might also have at the restaurant, like, oh, hey, uh, one of the work phone sets here i saw them take it off the wall you know that kind of thing okay so you're trying to just get them like tied up oh my god we should just say it's their birthday <gasps> yes the waiter is coming to like refill your drinks hey, can i catch you for a quick sec yes so you see those burly folks right over there to the mm, right yes. over my shoulder they're all wearing berets mm-hmm um, there's a guy over there and it's his birthday. His name's Tim. Oh, birthday. Yeah, very modest about it. To, but to be honest, I used to work with him and he said his birthday was always hard because people in his family always forgot and no one ever did anything for him. And see, mm, they're not even... remember. Right, and I remember and they're not really doing anything and I no. don't think their other friends know about his birthday. Okay. So I was thinking maybe if... If I just gave you a few extra bucks, if you guys could do your regular, you know, mm, birthday cake. Is hard to come by. Well, if you do that and then, I don't know, take them out afterwards or something like that, I think it would mean the world okay. to them. I got a kid at home. Yes. I can't really spend too much time. But I understand. I think that that would actually mean the world to someone, well, you know, yes. pay it forward. Mm. And forget Giving... you saw me. I think he would feel really embarrassed if he knew. Okay, so like do not tell. Yeah, just say then it. Then how will he know someone remembered? His ID. Oh, his identification. Okay, yeah. so I see and I say, hello, it's me, your <laughs> waiter. And I've seen, because you've ordered uh, alcoholic drinks. That's exactly. That it's your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, champion. You, yeah. And if and if they say, oh, well, we didn't order an, a drink. Well, then you can say that somebody bought them a drink and then you have to check their ID. Oh, Bam, yes. I okay. got you. Okay. I, yeah. I think that would be a really nice thing. Go ahead and give me a sway roll. Oh, my God. Six. So with that six, that means that you get increased effect. So you, you knock oh, the last two. Him up. You knock the last two checks off the guards box oh, with nice. this. So it's um, three out of five. You had four. Oh, so okay. when lions noticed, they oh. checked another box off and then okay. you knocked the last two. Got it. So the waiter walks over. He slaps his thighs twice and then claps his hand. And he slaps his thighs twice and he claps his hand. It's your birthday. Everybody loves your birthday. Singing to you, Tim. Your birthday. Everybody loves your birthday. Hey, birthday everybody's dancing because it's a birthday time and did what? you know when it's your birthday everybody sounds like wind chimes i Ooh. didn't know that i just made it up this is your birthday song everybody loves the way the birthdays are celebrated in no style <laughs> lions is actually clapping along famous home while they're finishing up their food and this lovely waiter is actually just stalling, she says mentally that now would be a good time to leave and slink out unnoticed to really lose them. Yeah, and the guards, you can see, are like fighting off his singing, <laughs> clapping, slapping advances. You can't ever beat a Nostali birthday! <laughs> Lions cries as they run out the door. Welcome to Talim's buckwheat and barley bonanza you step out into the parking lot and cleo this is your car that you're driving right yeah what does your car look like car is low it's black it's got a purple sparkle sheen to it windows there's one in the front and one in the back one on each side and they're completely blacked out the lights look like hearts on the front and it's got a spoiler on the back nice is there any visible damage of all of those times that you're 
fight or flight has kicked in while you're nope. driving. Lions. Lions is an amazing mechanic who happens to know another mechanic who also knows Cleo, and they take care of Cleo's baby. So there's no damage. And speaking of Lions' prowess as a mechanic, you get that sickly oil smell in your snout again. I sniff Cleo's car and... Yeah, it smells like that's it. I check out Cleo's car and see if everything's okay. All right, that sounds like a study to me. Do you want to push yourself? Uh, I guess I haven't pushed myself at all this time, so I'll push myself. That is a five. You study and you pop the hood and you look around. And between looking at the, the oil that you can find and smelling it, you realize that there's a little bit of something in there. It's like a, a micro tracking device that's running through the car so that they can keep tabs on you that they dropped in here before they stepped inside. Ooh, Cleo, you are not going to be happy. Some turd muncher touched your car. What the fuck? What are you going to do about it? Going to get it out? Get it off? Like, it's going to pump through the car. You'd have to drain it all the way. <sighs> um, Unless there's something that you could do to purify it. Actually, I think that they should just call for Chaloon mm-hmm. to come get them and leave the car there until we can, like, get it towed or something. Yeah, you call Chaloon. Hey. Hey, what's happening? My favorite driver. We need Wait. We need to be picked up. Are you up. kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Now's oh your time. Oh, my God. You got to leave right now, yeah, though. No, all right, so I'm, where are you at? We are at the Towns Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza. Please hurry up. You sound stressed out. Do you, wanna, do you want me to pick you up there? you want me to pick you up a couple blocks away? A couple blocks away is fine, but because by the time you get here, we'll be walking a little bit away, and we're hot on losing someone's track, and we just got to keep been losing some, that person's track, you know? Oh, you know where that billboard for USB 4.0 is? We're going to be over by that. Perfect. There you go. It's my favorite billboard in town. Don't let us down, Chaloon. I'm, I will drive safely, and I will click. Thank you so much for listening to Arms of the Tide. If you'd like more information about the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Arms of the Tide. Mutants in the Night is a game by DC, and you can purchase it and DC's other games at dungeoncommander.itch.io. That's Commander without the E. Our theme music is by Aaron Catano Saez, and our logo is by Alex Marin. Arms of the Tide is a member of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you're interested in more shows from the network, check out Modifier. Modifier is an interview show hosted by Megan Dornbrock all about why and how people change games. From the hobbyist to the professional, from house rules to publication, we all have in mind a better way to play. What's yours? 